With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, the sweet sounds of the Jerry Cherry Band. Yes, Bedford Avenue. I am feeling it. We had a Bedford Street in Johnstown, PA, where I grew up. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is The Hangover. Jamming with me tonight is my good friend, Tone Deaf, Tony Defio. What is going on? Good to see you, Brian. We had like a Wayne's World moment when the guys were like, mm. yeah, yeah, back I, in the. I can see you and I as a Wayne and Garth. I, I can oh, see yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I, that would that would be great. Yeah, I and you know we are we are missing somebody today. Shannon White is uh, he's taking care of uh, taking care of business right now. He might be coming on in, and if he does, that is uh, that makes things so much better. If not, um, no problem. We will definitely see him next week. So it is great to see everybody in here. Some. Uh, Familiar names in, Jared Devil, Johnny Bravo, Brian Brown. And we know what everybody's going to be talking about. But before we get into that, Tony, did you get a chance to check out a great episode of Let's Ride this morning? I did not. I'm You're sorry. supposed to lie and say yes. Uh, I cannot lie. I, <laughs> but I will check it out because I always listen to that show. So I'll check it out at another time. I usually don't listen to it on Monday because I'm usually writing or something fantastic episode so if you did not get a chance to check that out go ahead and do that the shows over the weekend including the friday night six pack including guess what else including touchdown under 
We had We Run the North. We had the Steelers Power Half Hour. And the Q&A, which I got a chance to do with what, one of the What Ian's Talking About guys. Not Kyle, but Greg. So Greg making his debut on YouTube and Facebook. And it, it was great. So one thing, the other show that you missed that just came on a couple hours ago, it was Bad Language. And right at the very end of Bad Language, I mentioned that, wow, there's going to be a new stadium name for Heinz Field. And because when I was recording, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was recording it last night, probably around 11 o'clock at night when the news came in and it beeped in right at the end of me recording. So I brought it up. We did not know that there was going to be a new name today. And help me out with this. Make sure I'm correct. Acrisure. As far as I know, that's the, uh, the right pronunciation. Acrisure Stadium. Yeah. Tony, let me ask you a question. Before I ask you whether you like this name or not, let me ask you this. When you hear that there's a new name, does it even matter to you? Uh, not really. I mean, this is this is fairly new, I guess, for for Pittsburgh sports fans. I mean, there was the the whole Mellon Arena thing after the Civic Arena, but that's the only other real example. The PPG name came in after Console Energy Center for the Penguins Arena, but that was such a short time after that place opened that really wasn't a big deal. So uh, I could see why other people would be would be upset by it, but I mean. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's still the same place. And so, interesting thing, and Dave Schofield brings this up, and I I don't have it exact, exactly correct, but it's the Pittsburgh Exhibition Conference Committee, or what, whatever, the Exhibition Center, what, whatever it is called, that actually, you know, owns the stadium. So it's not the Roonies that are doing this. So don't complain to the Roonies about this because it's not. But have you seen anybody? Have you seen anybody saying, ah, cool, that's a great name? No, it's like it's like uh, when New Coke tried to come out with New Coke. It, it's, it's, that kind of, it's that kind of reaction. 1985, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I didn't care. It was Coke. It was new Coke. It was classic Coke. I'm, I'm going to be upfront with you. You know me. Everybody, you're entitled to your opinion, and your opinion's great. But, <laughs> man, the title of this show today is If the Name of the Steelers Stadium is the Biggest Worry of Steelers Nation, dot, dot, dot. And my dot, 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 dot means... It's not a problem. It doesn't matter. You're going there. It's going to have the same product on the field. You are going to go ahead and see the same thing. It doesn't matter whether they play in Heinz Field. It does not matter if they play in Acrisure Stadium. It doesn't matter if they play in Butthole Field. You know, it does not. I mean, it really, it doesn't matter. In fact, that would be really funny. I mean, I I would love that. According but, to Facebook, that's that's where they play a lot of their games. <laughs> but now, see, really, to me, you know, so everybody is really freaking out about this. 
Tracy, Tracy Doherty Jones, she mentioned something here, and this is very true, and I, I agree with her on this. And Dave Schofield has a theory about this too. Now, Tracy says, we like the red zone and ketchup bottles. And she does have the laughing emoji, but no, that is that is something that's awesome. And if you listen to if you listen to the radio and listen to the games on the radio, there's nothing better than hearing Bill Hillgrove say, eh, "The Steelers are entering the Heinz Field, the the uh, Heinz Red Zone," and that's that's something that's really cool when he oh, said. Yeah. Now Heinz came out today with a message of their own just saying hey we are still going to have a relationship with the Steelers we are still going to be a part of the Steelers Heinz is going to be present there Dave Schofield kind of has a theory on this he's like this doesn't mean that the Heinz red zone and the ketchup bottles will go away you know, they could sponsor the Heinz Red Zone. That's something they they could do. Right. I mean, it might take the ketchup bottles away, but it might be a situation where you still have the red fill up the screen. Yeah. And it could be still the Heinz Red Zone. So that that's it. But, and then Ron Chess says this, like, most people are pissed. And I, hmm. I understand Ron Chess says, this is not a problem. Funny, I know this co co company has done business with them better than ketchup, not made in Pittsburgh anymore, owned by Robert Kraft. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Kraft owns, I mean, it's, I believe it's considered a Chicago company now, but they're, they're still going to have a presence. But this is, this is great when you're in a situation that this is your biggest problem going into the start of the season. Right. This is last year, right before training camp, right around this time, maybe a couple of weeks earlier, right at the end of June, David DeCastro is cut. Boom. Like that. I don't think a lot of that really, a lot of us really knew that that was going to happen. And then Trey Turner's in and then right the night before camp, Vinny Vidi Beach, Vince Williams. Right. He leaves too. So I'm seeing a lot of uh, terrible names. I'm seeing a lot of things up here. Acrisure, don't like it. Um, oh, I love it. Steelers Freak says, I'm Acrisure. I don't like it. And th that's really funny. You know what? Like I said, I don't care where they play. As long as there's a quality product on the field, it just doesn't matter. And you know right. why I love the fact that it's Acrisure? Because they opened the checkbook. Yeah, somebody you know, had to do it. <laughs> yeah, somebody did it. I mean, really, Acrisure to me should be, they should be heroes. Right. You know, they bought it. There's naming rights. Sure, we would love it to be Rooney Field. Everybody, I mean, sure, it'd be Paul Brown Stadium if you're a Bengals fan. Right. You know, you know sure, you would love that. But that's not where we are. Nobody complains about PNC Park. Nobody yeah. complains about PPG. And now before anybody says, anybody says, well, it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh paints. It's uh Pittsburgh national um, 
corporation or whatever PNC stands for. Um, they were definitely, you know, Pittsburgh. I get it. And I understand that. He, and this is a Michigan company. doesn't matter. They ponied up the loot. But when you look at console energy center, did that, when it was console energy, did it matter? No, I think people were still, still trying to get over the fact that the civic arena, the Mellon arena was, was, uh, about to be torn down. Um, so, and then, you know, Tracy's asking, where does the uh, money go then? Now it, it's the fact that, that, uh, it's still there and there's naming rights and that's a good thing. So, I mean, I don't think really the name matters. I don't think anybody is going to, uh, going to really change their fandom because of the name of the field. Um, no. Britsburg Owen mentioned it should be Accusure Rooney Field. Now it's Accusure Mean Joe Greenfield would be the best name. Really, That's a, that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, all, all due respect. As long as they're playing in a stadium yeah, and we can go, that's, that's all I really care about. And, and and 21 years ago, when they when they named it Heinz Field, do you think Dan Rooney did that out of the goodness of his heart? No, he did it because Heinz Field offered up the most cash for the naming rights. I mean, they're a big corporation too. They might be based in Pittsburgh, but you know, when people say it's 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 a business. Well, it was a business back then when they named it Heinz Field. It, it just happened to be they named it after a company that was uh, that's uh, has its roots in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, it's 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 no different. Uh, it's just I think people are freaking out because they they. They don't know this company, but if they, I guess if they were more familiar with it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as big a deal. You know, so I broke this news to my wife last night and she, she was hat, she was sad about it because we had our very first, one of our very first dates I mean, at Heinz Field, December 1st, excuse me, January 1st, 2006, Jerome Bettis's last game. Everybody's heard me talk about this and I, I talk about it ad nauseum and I, I realize that. And so we, when we got our dachshunds, we named them Heinz and Palomalu. Palomalu was the right. girl. So we called her Polly. <laughs> Heinz like was it. the boy and we named him Heinz Ward Davis, but <laughs> we pronounced, we uh, spelled it H E I N Z. And people were telling me, well, you know, that's not how Heinz Ward spells his name. I'm like, I know how Heinz Ward spells his name. <laughs> we're naming it after we're naming it after Heinz, not the ketchup, the field. And we're naming him Ward. Just, I mean, it doesn't matter how we do it, but you know, I would love to, I would love it to be called three rivers stadium. Again, Ryan Killen presented by, you know, that, that's fine. And, and that that's done too. But the problem, because Ryan Killen says, how about Three River Stadium presented by XXXX? So it could be by Acrisure. And I, I love it. However, then it becomes Three Rivers. You're going down to Three Rivers. Right. No one's going to be calling it Three Rivers presented by Acrisure. And, but, and what would happen is they're really not getting the name. Right. So I love that this is our biggest problem, and that's fine. And somebody else agrees with me. Um, Danny Don Hawker, I hope I pronounced that right, asked how it's pronounced, and it's Acrisure, 
I'm we're pretty sure it's Akrasher. Um, Margarita Martinez Vera, coming from the Facebook side, says if a stadium name changes our biggest problem, hence the name, then we got no problem. Go Steelers! Glad I was at the last win versus the Ravens at Heinz. I still got that. Just me. Now, <laughs> guess what? Ben comes out today. Ben was kind of devastated because he played his. I mean, gosh, Ben played at Heinz Field more than anybody. And his very last game was the last game at Heinz Field. Right. And so it's fitting that they went out together. And we kind of forecasted it when that that game, we were we were talking on the post-game show, Jeff, Dave, and I, that this is probably the last the last year of the name. And then we didn't hear anything about it. And we just I was thinking about this last week. I was like, are they going to name it something else? Well, since they haven't done it now, it's probably safe for another year. You know, um, but no, it's the name's gone, and I, I think that's fine. Now, last year you had an article, Tony. Is what would Steelers fans do if they had to change the name of the Pittsburgh Steelers, like the Washington Football Team, like the mm-hmm. Washington Commanders, and people freaked out on you for just even suggesting it, right? But that's a little bit different, I think. Yes. But imagine if we were changing the name of the Steelers. It would it would be it would probably um, affect people, but eventually you would I think you would grow into it, right? I think eventually yeah. you'd grow into it. I mean, they changed from the Pirates to the Steelers many many years ago. But nobody cared. <laughs> Back nobody then. cared, right? That's that's, that's, that's yeah. I think it would be a lot more devastating if right. the Steelers had to change their name, right? Or now, if they changed their uniforms or something like that. Well, you know, that's true. I mean, I'm still I'm still bothered by the numbers. Yeah. I I want the block numbers back and I'm right. I want that back because I I don't love the rounded numbers. Right. I'm used to it cuz it's been since 1997 since they've had them. Right. But I would love it if they went back. But it doesn't change my love for the team, for the situation. Look, am I Jumping for joy that it's Akrasher? Nah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I'm not excited about it. No, but I mean, every every fan base has pretty much, except for the, the rare exceptions like uh, uh, Packers fans and, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, every fan base has had to deal with this over the last 20 years or so with the, with the uh, these corporations becoming bigger players in the, in the, in the naming of stadiums. I mean, it's the NFL is trying, you know, the NFL is like trying to maximize every revenue stream it can. Now these owners, I mean, you would think the, the, the TV contracts would be, would be enough to make them satisfied, but no, they want to maximize everything. And, and that, that goes all the way, all the way down to the, to the naming rights. So this, it's a whole new world and we're in a whole new era and it's, it's going to be few and far between that you're going to see, uh, venues named after anything other than a, a corporate sponsor. Yeah. So my gosh, if they had to do Lambo, man, we'd be, Woo. we would be a freaking, um, Mad- not us. Madison but, Square Garden. <laughs> what if they change yeah, that? I mean, it's anything could be free game. Right. And, and so, you know, I understand it. So this kind of, this kind of makes me think, that we've had things happen before in Steeler Nation where 
and not exactly. I mean, some things that might affect playing. I mean, this really doesn't this doesn't affect the players at all. But we've thought about things in the in the past, and things have come up. And I asked you to compile a list of some things. So I'm going to ask you to bring that up. What kind of things that we, as Steeler Nation, were upset about at the time that thought that this 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 would be a big deal, and it turned out not to be. Well, I remember uh, 14 years ago, uh, the Steelers had to, they went into the season with the the uh, most difficult schedule in, in what, like 25 years, the 08 Steelers, and they kind of cruised right through that. Uh, 04, Big Ben's uh, rookie year, his first well, wait, start. Let's, Alex- let's elaborate on the on the uh, the first one. Okay. So yeah, so that was the 2008 season. My gosh, they had. They had the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, which they lost to the Eagles in week three. They lost to the Giants in a game that I went to. Um, that was the James Harris, James Harrison at long snapper. Um, mm-hmm. that and it was uh, a lot of people remember it because of James, but also Santonio San Holmes had a, a little weed excursion in his uh, SUV and yeah, and he was out for that game. Inactive, yeah. So, you know that they had them. Of course, the Cowboys in that awesome game mm-hmm. in, and I think November, Deshae Townsend with the pick six, and they were losing a good bit of that game. They had a very tough schedule. They had their toughest schedule in what was said to be thirty-five years or th- what thirty-four years. And the last time they had a schedule that tough was nineteen seventy-four. They won their first Super Bowl. It's the last time they had the really tough schedule. Well, there they did it again. They they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, one thing about the Steelers that when something like that happens, when you have that really tough schedule, what happens? They play up to it. Right. So here we go. Two years ago. They're said to have the toughest schedule in the league again. And what happens, they start off 11 and 0. Now, mm. that season went to hell, Tony. Oh, yeah. But still, they, at the very beginning, I mean, for the, the 11 games, they really stepped up for what was statistically a very tough schedule. I, I Yeah, for, for the longest time, the way their offense was rolling over the first half or so of the season, I thought this team's unstoppable. <laughs> And then, like you said, it really, uh, they caught on, the league caught on to that offense, as we all know, and, and it kind of, as you said, it went to hell. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of things that happened too, you know, they just, a lot of things just went awry at the very end. And a lot of stuff at the beginning caught up with them, possibly that bye week that never was, mm-hmm. the uh, the Thanksgiving week that, that uh, killed them again, and then they lose they lose uh, Bud Dupree in the makeup of the Ravens game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things happened, but sometimes that schedule we freak out about. Oh, the Steelers have the toughest schedule, and and they do just fine. And so, what's your next one? I believe it's Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben. The uh, when 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 Tommy Maddox was hurt, what midway through or, just, or late in the uh, week two game against the Ravens, a Big Ben came in, looked pretty good for a rookie. Uh, and then it was uh, reported that he was going to get the start in week three against the Dolphins. And Alan Fanica came out with a sarcastic uh, 
quote to the media. Oh yeah, sure. I'm excited about this, this young kid starting for us, a quarterback. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people were a little concerned about that. And as, as you know, the rest is history. I just remember being concerned. I, I took that seriously just because like, Oh, do they not like this kid? Are they not? Yeah. Are they not going to be cohesive with this rookie? Is he a problem? Which I mean, he he might have been obnoxious in the locker room. I mean, early Ben could have been, you know. So, you know, I I just uh, but then Fanica became one of the biggest Ben guys around, right? So, you know, I mean, that's that's a knee jerk reaction, and and people have knee knee jerk reactions, so. I kind of thought that that was that was one of those things that really fits here because we were kind of freaking out as a fan base as well. Now, another thing that I'm going to go ahead and talk about, and I, I kind of already mentioned, people freaked out when they changed the, the numbers. <laughs> people freaked out when they brought Bumblebee uniforms into it. Um, people just freaked out when they had those ugly beige pants. Oh yeah. I I thought the bumblebee uniforms could have been classic if they just had black pants with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably it would look better. Yeah. Now that you, now that you mentioned it, I never thought of that, but yeah, that would look a lot. That looked pretty cool. But what if they had bumblebee pants and they were just head to toe, that would have been bad. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 320 pound guys in striped pants horizontal strike pants <laughs> would not be good. I know right. me and I'm not 320. I'm 260 and I should not be there. But you know, Michael <laughs> O'Malley says, I wish they would bring back the block numbers. Man, I was mad when they got rid of the block numbers. I loved them. Yeah, that's uh, such know. a... Go ahead. It's such an iconic look, but I mean, they've had the, the other numbers for so long and they've won two Super Bowls with those numbers. You would think yeah. people would have... But it moved on by now, but I, but I guess, uh, you know, the, the, it's hard to beat those uh, block numbers. Does anybody know the story on why they changed the block numbers? I do not. Do you? Yes, I do. It was Dan Rooney. And Dan Rooney said, man, I just don't like the fact that the numbers on the helmets, which are rounded, don't match the numbers on the jerseys. So that's why he rounded the numbers. Huh. You would think maybe uh, they would have gone in reverse and, and blocked the uh, numbers on the helmet. Yeah, but I, I guess they were looking for a new look too. Oh, okay. uh, so, and then one thing that, uh, I don't know if R2 is ever going to do this, but Dan did not like the Batman uniforms, which, you know, I have a Batman uniform, I think, hanging up over there. And that's the uh, Batman jerseys. And... Those are those are my favorites. I absolutely love the Batman. That's, that's a pretty cool look. But, but you, you know what? The, my favorite of the throwbacks, and they don't. And, and this is the, these were worn what in the fifties, I think. Is the 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 gold helmet and, and the and the black shirt and the white pants. I, I love those. Uh, yeah, like the one. Yeah. Remember the, the game that Big Ben went off against the Ravens on Monday Night Football, and James Harrison went off. And James Harrison, but had five sacks. Yeah, yeah. That I, I love those uniforms. I wish they would yeah. bring those back, but the gold helmet's great and they've even they had they've uh, released some mini helmets with white helmets i think that would be cool i'd love to see yeah. a, a white helmet I'd, I'd like to see that you know if i was a patriots fan i would still be longing for patriot pat and 
mm. and the white helmets and the red jerseys, and they're going to do them as as a throwback this year. But I would probably hate them less if they were red. But I still hate them because they are. <laughs> you know, that's you know, just like just like we were talking about everything else. Like the name doesn't matter, and so then if the name doesn't matter then you know the uniform doesn't matter either as long as you get quality play so i think that's the entire thing michael right. malley says they should use the all-white uniforms for away games oh how cool would all white be it would be really was, did they have those in the early 70s uh, yeah that, they, uh, yeah they did yeah that yeah that, that would look pretty cool i'm surprised they haven't tried that yeah i mean see i'm a uniform guy and i i would kind of kind of love that we do have breaking news and it's not it's not breaking news to grip over but fans might worry about this daniel archibong has been replaced he's defensive lineman he has been replaced on the reserve retired list according to pro football talk so uh there's there's some news i mean that's what's significant about that is that's a 90 a 90 man roster spot so expect somebody to be added to the roster within yeah. the coming weeks. So, Tony, what else did you have on your list? I think you had four or five items. I, I do. Before I get to those, I, I think a, a couple of important ones that were big, way bigger than a, 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 a stadium name change. When when Noel retired and Bill Cower took over, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine anybody else roaming the sidelines. And obviously that turned out fine. And then when Cower retired or resigned, I, I guess it, you can call it retirement now, in 07, I was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to do? Because I was so, I was so, uh, I respected his consistency so much. I mean, he had some down years, but I mean, he, he was very consistent and, and, and what are they going to do? And obviously that turned out just fine. So I think those are, those are some very big ones that turned out. Okay. So if you can, if you can survive a coaching change, you can survive a, a name change for your stadium, but that's just, but you want me to get on, go on with the list or you want me to, you want to expand on that? Actually, let me expand on that real quick because one, I was devastated when Noel left because man, I grew up with him. I was, mm -hmm. I mean, he he was there before I I was born, right? He was there when I was a junior in college. He retired, right? Was it my junior? Yeah, I think it was my junior year of college mm -hmm. when he retired, and it it was one of those things. And I was working for a radio station, and it came across, and I saw this guy with this mustache and the chin cleft, <laughs> and I'm like this young guy i'm like who is this dude with a mustache yeah Did we just hire ned flanders i'm thinking <laughs> which which was which is which i did not know that I, i'm going off course here but ned flanders was dermani dawson's nickname among the, player, <laughs> among the players because he was mild-mannered which i didn't know that but i i was just wondering like who is this guy and then sports illustrated i tell this story all the time right now sports illustrated came out with their annual um preview and it was four and 12 they said Steelers will be last place well we know what happened mm -hmm. in 2000 excuse me in 1992 and it was the beginning of a, a great era then oh, yeah. of course man he retires and we're pretty sure it's gonna be Russ Grimm or Ken Wisenhunt and Russ Grimm has been told 
you are the next coach, but we're interviewing one one guy, one more guy. And then it turns out to be it it turns out to be an interview that that they feel that they can't miss on. Right. So they changed course and that's what they told them. And I was I took my uh I took my son to the orthodontist last year to get his braces check. And I mentioned that I'm a Steeler fan and and she's like, eh, I'm not a big Steeler fan because Russ is her uncle. Oh. And uh, she explained that you know they they did make this promise. I mean to him and and they went back on it. So, you know, not a lot of people I mean, of course there's somebody that was let down in that situation and and I mean, I think I think Russ would have been a good coach, but you got a Super Bowl out of Mike Tomlin. So, right. now now here's the funny thing. What's the big rap on Mike Tomlin winning in his second year as a Steeler? He won with Bill Cowher's players. So I saw something on Twitter today. They're like, I can hear it now. If the Steelers win a Super Bowl this year, Acura sure did it with Heinz Field's players. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That's uh that's uh, of course uh, they would just be joking when they said that, but unfortunately, <laughs> not too many people when they say that about Tomlin, or they're not joking, which is kind of sad. <laughs> Lamar Woodley was not Bill Cowher's player. Lawrence Timmons was not Bill Cowher's player. Your buddy Justin Hartwig, who yelled at you, um, <laughs> or called you an idiot I several times you in idiot. one email. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which I think is brilliant. I I would have framed that. I, I'm surprised you didn't keep that because I would have printed it and I would have framed it. And so that you, do you have that anywhere? I thought, I thought I saved it, but, but I went back and checked, but I wrote an oh. article about it. So it's, it's maybe it's linked. I, I don't know. I, I, I prob probably not anymore. It's it was, oh. seven, it was seven years ago. I I would be dying to see that. I think that's awesome. And no disrespect to Mr. Hartwig, but I mean, I, I think I just love the fact that he was reading your article. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I could, I was, when I, when I first got the email, I'm thinking this is some, somebody, with, the, with a similar name or somebody who is a big Justin Hartwig fan, but no, it was actually Justin Hartwig. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the rest of your list look like, Tony? Well, I remember for years we, we, we fought over the, you know, we, we, we showed disdain for the NFL expanding its regular season from 16 to 17 or 18 games. And, you know, it's watering down the sport. Well, they did it. Was it last year? The first year, right? Added, nobody really, complained all that much. I don't think anybody even noticed. And now here we are, we're in year two of it. And, and it's, 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 it's just a normal part of uh, the NFL. And, you know, back in 78, they went from 14 to 16. I wonder if anybody said one word about it. Uh, of course they, they might've if social media was around, but, um, but yeah. So I think that was something that we, we all complained about and, and, and it will probably do the same thing when they go from 17 to 18 game games, which you know is inevitable. Uh, but it'll probably eventually be just fine. And and uh, what are your thoughts on on the seventeen game? Do you, does it bother you at all, or or do you do you have you just accepted it as a normal part of the NFL now? It it really does. It doesn't bother me at all. The only thing I you know I don't care about preseason. Just like the only reason I really watch preseason is because I'm invested 
and I know who these guys are because I talk about them every day. Right. Right. And we, I have to know, I mean, gosh, do you remember back in 2019, we, everybody knew from BTSC and there wasn't a lot of us. I mean, where there's 20 of us now, there was what five or maybe right. six. And we knew who Duck Hodges and Tuzar Skipper were because they came in, in that rookie mini camp, they got their tryout. They got an invitation to the team and we had to talk about this guy. So I knew all about his award, Duck Hodges, his awards. Yeah. Right. I I knew everything about him. I I knew about why his name was, and I I wanted to watch this guy because I was excited about Duck for one reason, and it's the fact that he won the equivalent for the Heisman Trophy in that division of football, that lower division. So I mean, and he broke records. He broke Steve McNair's records. Right. So I'm thinking yeah. hey, this guy could be good. You know, and he was he was a folk hero, a cult hero for a little bit in Pittsburgh. I mean, the clock struck on him. Right. But, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I liked watching those fourth games. But here's the problem with a fourth game. The fourth game, and we make a big deal of, out of it. We make a deal on who is going to be the final cut on the roster and who is going to make the squad. And then how many times does the, the one guy win the last spot on the three-man roster and he's never heard from again? Tuzar Skipper was one of those guys. You know, I mean, there's guys like that that, that happens. And we make a big deal out of that, that last part of the roster spot. So that fourth game, when you're not seeing these guys, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Last mm-hmm. year, I believe Jared Goff played – not Jared Goff, excuse me, um, Sam Darnold for the, the last game, which was the Carolina game, played the entire first half when mm-hmm. the Steelers did not have to start anybody major in that game because they had a fourth preseason game. So, you know, as far as that goes, I, I didn't care. I, I didn't care whatsoever. I kind of thought they should have expanded the roster, and some people, Michael O'Malley, saying that. Um, I... I kind of thought they should have given more opportunity, but they're doing a really good with a pr- job with a practice squad. It it really makes no never mind. It gives us an extra game, right? Yeah, I mean, it, for the fans, I think it's a better it's a better because you're paying the same amount whether you pay for a preseason ticket or, or a regular season ticket. So you might as well get the regular season uh, value out of that. Yeah, and so every other year, and I like how they're doing it. They're they're rotating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the NFC has that extra game this year. So the Steelers have seven home games. and No, I'm sorry. The, the Steelers have eight home games, and you're going to get nine for the, uh, for the NFC. So, I mean, I, it, it kind of works. It's even. So, you know, I, I'm fine with the roster. That's, that's something that I was actually really happy for because I, I love the idea of having an extra game. Right. Because the, there's two things to talk about here the the main thing is the fact that here at btsc we a lot of the decisions made that the nfl they affect us differently at btsc just for the way we we cover it you 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 know what i you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i mean right because you know a lot of people could be excited about a christmas eve game you know a lot right. of people might think that's great. 
just like you know the guys from australia the guy even the guys on the west coast they love it when the steelers have a primetime game right on the east coast and especially us here we hate it <laughs> oh, especially yeah. when we've got to go on afterwards right and we've got to do work at i mean i mean gosh last year the primetime games i didn't get to bed until like 12 30 at night right i mean excuse me 2 30 in the morning mm-hmm. um so you know that that's uh that's probably it that that's probably the reason that uh you know it, it doesn't that i don't love that but other people do so when the Steelers get those games on the schedule, I look at it a little bit differently. But, and there's still a lot of people that just hate the new name, and I get it. Um, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter if you're black and gold fandom, but that's pretty cool. Anything else on the list, Tony? Uh, one more. Um, the the uh, the seventh seed uh, added to each conference last year, which. I remember when it, when it first was announced, my brother was excited. He was like, oh, this, this, this um, gives them a, a better chance of making the playoffs, meaning the Steelers. And, and as it turns out, he was exactly right because uh, they were the seventh seed last year and, and they, they, had to, they needed help to get in. And people will say, well, it waters down the, uh, the playoff bracket. Maybe that was the case last year with the Steelers. But as I wrote about right after the playoffs, you know, the Chargers, who, who were a better team than the Steelers, they kind of choked down the stretch and – didn't and didn't get in the Ravens. They were probably a better team. At least their roster was, but they, they suffered so many injuries and they didn't get in. So either one of those teams makes it in. It's a better product. And every year there's always two or three teams fighting for that last playoff spot. And usually a lot of good teams get left out. So I think, I think there's so many, there's so much, so many good teams in the NFL that adding an extra team in each conference to the playoffs. I, I don't think that's going to hurt the sport over like in the long term, I think it's going to ultimately you're going to see more good teams get in than, than maybe teams that that don't deserve to get in. Yeah. Look at the, look at the times we could name a few where the Steelers would have been the seventh seed and the 2013 season, the Ryan suck up season where, where everything fell into place for the Steelers to make it. And Ryan suck up misses that field goal. And the Steelers, I think, if they were the sixth seed that year would have done some damage in the right. postseason. I think they were set up. They for, were really good at they, down the stretch. Yeah. They were good down the stretch. And I mean, we've seen the Steelers limp into the postseason, and then mm-hmm. we've seen that as well. So, well, I mean, go ahead, Tony. Well, their first, their, their matchup would have been against the Bengals. And I think we all know how the spell at least back in the day that they had a, over the Bengals, especially in the playoffs, it didn't matter what their seed was, what their record was going up against Cincinnati in the playoffs that, that usually spelled a gloom and doom for Cincinnati. And, and, and you remember it was the, that Sunday night game at Heinz field, the coldest game ever, I guess, I guess in the history, the, the, the lowest attended game, I should say in the history of Heinz field. And I was there and that, that kind of start, started the ball rolling for them. They were five and eight and nobody thought they had a, a prayer of making the playoffs. And, they wind up finishing eight and eight and they probably would have given Cincinnati everything they could handle. If not more, if they would have made it because the chargers went in and in, in the Paul Brown stadium and blew them out. So I think the Steelers probably would have done the same. Absolutely. So let's get on out of here. And once again, I know the, the name 
is a big deal to a lot of people. I think after a while, it won't be. It's just like, I hate, I still hate Steely McBeam. I, I think it's one of the worst mascots in football oh, and yeah. he's around. But you know what? Yeah, it doesn't make no never mind to me. Right. It's uh it's nothing that I'm gonna lose my head over because if if there's I'm sure there's kids that love this stupid mascot that I don't think is really that good. Um so you know, th- there you go. It's just one of those things that, you know, people will get riled up over a name. And guess what? If you're getting riled up over a name, you, I support you. The only thing that I'm saying, I'm not telling you you're dumb for, for getting riled up over a name. I'm just saying that, man, if this is the biggest problem we have in 2022, I'll take it every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Absolutely. Um, look, you know what? I, I just want to make a comment. You know, we have a lot of people in the live chat here. Um, you know, every once in a while, there's a there's a comment that uh, that goes ahead and gets blocked. I didn't see it. I'm not sure why it was blocked because uh, I don't remember the comment. But hey, you know, sometimes uh, I say something that that afterwards that I wish I would have edited out. It's not a big deal. But everybody in the live chat is valuable to us, and we appreciate you being here. You're great fans. And we could not do these shows without you, each and every one of you. So um, I guarantee you, it's a funny story real quick. I'll just tell you this. And I'm glad I did not do this. But, and I've never told him, he's probably going to find out now. But I, when Jeff became editor, I don't know whether it was you or whether it was Jeff. And I think it was Jeff, but it could have been you. And I saw something, I saw an article that I thought was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. I thought it was <laughs> wrong. I thought it was stupid. And I went and I was I was like, that's, this person doesn't know who, who, what they're talking about. So I got on, I started typing the comment and it said, you've got to be, you've got to join to type the comment. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't type this comment. I don't want to take the time to join. So I didn't. And then it turns out that uh, if I would have done that, I would have went on like a list, like a no-fly list or something like that. Right. I probably wouldn't be here right now because um, I never saw a comment that I didn't like again. And it was just like, you know, I almost went nuts and I would have been blocked. Because I was just like, rah, I was just in one of those moods. It was probably and, me if you, if you said it was a ridiculous article. It's probably me. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I don't know what what the opinion was. It, it was an opinion, so it was probably you, Tony. Yeah, but you know, I'm one of your biggest fans, though, too. Right. So it, it just caught me on a game. Like Michael O'Malley says, I've been banned on double secret probation a couple of times. Hey, I've been in timeout before. We so all have. I, I've been in, not on here, but in life. And right. So it, it's okay. Those, those things happen, but you don't get kicked out of the family. We love you all. So thank you so much. Um, let's get on out of here, Tony. Um, let's Shannon, do it. Hope we see Shannon next week. You're not going to see me next week. I'm going to take a break. So Kyle Christ will be on. I, I, I believe uh, Kyle's going to take over my hosting duties. So you guys can do the things that you do. And we're going to have Kyle next week from what Ian's talking about with Tony and with Shannon. 
I am going to be doing my scoutmaster duties. So I'm going to uh, take care of my troop and and try to uh, turn them into uh, eagle scouts and and work on that. And it's it's something that I've been doing for a few years now, and it's a labor of love, and I really enjoy it. And it's something that uh, I take a week off every year to go ahead and do. I've my both of my kids are in scouts. And it's uh, something wonderful uh, for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time off. I'm still gonna do my my producer duties, my podcast producer duties. I'll be able to do that, but you uh, won't hear me on this show next week. You won't hear me on the preview. I'll still do bad language. I will still do my other show. Here we go, the Steelers show with Kevin Smith. So we'll go ahead and pre-record those. But thanks so much for supporting us. Hey, once again cannot do these shows without each and every one of you in the live chat each and every one of you that listening maybe three days from now in your car in traffic that security guard that is keeping a building safe or keeping us safe that that sergeant on duty that nurse that is on the night shift that person at sheets that is manning the pumps at 4 a.m you know that uh, that late night that late night waiter at Dick's Diner. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. or yeah. Eaton Park or Denny's. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know what? We appreciate all of you. So thank you so much. So there's something there's something we need you to do. One, we need you to stay safe. Two, we need you to be true to yourself. Most important thing: be you. Don't stop being you. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. And just when you think you got all the answers, Tony Defio, we keep changing the questions. All right, I'm going to try to be Shannon. Woo! Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for what are they, Tony? Hypocycloids. They, they are the hypocycloids. Let cue up JCB. That's the Jerry Cherry Band. And we are out of here. Stop and check it out. Models are